Welcome to the Words with Wade podcast. Founder of Uncut Media Group, a hip-hop blogger with over 10 years experience, editor-in-chief of UncutMagazine.net, he's Wade Blogs. Pokemon Go expert, comic book fan, and an overall wildcard, she's Ari. Founder, artist, and CEO of A-Game Records, he's G-Li. And now, here's your host, Wade Bloggs. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Words with Wade podcast episode. We just did this. (laughs) Yeah, I told you you were going to forget. (laughs) 43. Uh, I, of course, am your host, Wade Aloysius Blogs. Mr. Quid Pro Quo, a.k.a. The. Wait for it. Wade Blogs. Mm -hmm. Joining me, and I feel like I always, I I say this all the time, I need to give you something. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you know, because it's just it's just like a G's here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I need to give you something like G's like here. like that's, something. That, that's it in itself. G's here. <laughs> G lies in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Before we continue, Ari, um, as you know, you follow her on social media. You listen to the show. She's going through some um medical issues. I don't. Well, she said it. The gastro. I don't want to say it incorrectly, but I know it's her it's with her intestines and such. And she's in the hospital right now. So we wish her well. Um, speedy recovery. Hopefully she'll be here for next week's show. Next, The next two shows are going to be very spectacular here. And we'll get into that a little later. But as always, as we start with this podcast, um, we like to catch up on our week and how it's been since last we spoke to y'all, Uncut Nation. So, G. Oh, I had a great week. Okay, talk about it. I had a great week. I had a great week. My mom came to visit, yeah. That's what's up. So that means I was able to go to work and go to sleep. <laughs> she had, she was she she was holding down the house like I came the first night I came home from work well the first morning I came home from work it was just nothing but bleach in the air. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it was just I was like, so you you couldn't help yourself. I, I she was that. just in the kitchen just cleaning. That's what everything up. just clean. Uh, she. I had already took stuff out that I was about to cook for dinner, like later on that day. She was like, "No, nah, I'm about to cook both of these." Oh, that's what's up. It was um, some steak and um, some 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 country style pork ribs. So she was like, "Nah, I'm just gonna cook both of them." That threw the sides with it, and that just started off the week. So that's how it was. By the end of the week, uh, I was off for work, so I was able to sit down, relax, you know, kick it with my mom. Um, we did some. Cheese tasting and some wine tasting at oh, the yeah, crib, I saw, I saw that. watching oh, a movie yeah. or whatnot. Um, then I ended up bringing the grill out yesterday, which was kind of impromptu. Um, we were supposed to be taking the kids to Chuck E. Cheese, but oh man, I had my girls with me. You should hit me up. We came through. Yeah, see, that was crazy because um, one of my oldest son, Micah, um, one of his one of his friends came over. Um, Nightmare's son. Hmm. They're like best friends, so he he ended up coming over and. We were supposed to be going to Chuck E. Cheese. That was the plan. But when they get together, they get so in their world mm-hmm. that they forget 
<laughs> like That's they kids. just lose track of time. So they was in the room laughing, joking, playing, sword fighting, wrestling, playing video games. And my youngest was in there too, not making a sound. <laughs> like he won't scream when they're yelling. So I was like, hey, I'm not going to interrupt him. I'm going to let him go. Hey, let, yeah. The next thing I know, it was like six o'clock in the evening. And, you know, moms was like, I'm hungry. I was like, I'm hungry too. <laughs> You know, we got some bratwurst and some hot dogs and hamburgers or whatnot from the joint, from the grocery store or whatnot. So, grill came out. And of course, you know, when it was time for Alec to go, they was like, but we didn't go to Chuck E. Cheese. It was like, hey, y'all been playing all day. Of course. I won't go to stop y'all. But other than that, man, nah, it was, it was a real, real smooth week. The, the, the best thing about it is I was finally able to get my son outside to teach him to ride his bike that's what's up like he i had bought him a bike last summer with no training wheels and everything on it and he got on it and you know was dabbling with it a little bit but he was getting frustrated easy because the other kids and everybody was outside and they was looking so he kind of felt the pressure and just was like nah i just want to go in the house mm. so i end up being able to get him outside him and um his little brother because his little brother still has his um my oldest's bike with the training wheels on it so we okay. just set him on there and kind of push him around on it but my oldest yeah i was able to get him on the bike and he once he got the the hang of the balance thing he took off that's what's up it was exciting it was like watching him take his first steps all over that's again. What's up. yeah that independence i, I kind of wish my girls would have had that because mm -hmm. i remember when when they were that age both of them um nicole being the oldest uh when she was that age first and i was like look at you a bike because i want you to have that that independence you know what i'm saying right you can just she was like nah i'm good and see that's what <laughs> i was trying to get my son on that's what i kept telling him he was like i don't want to do this it's not fun i was like son trust me i said once you learn how to ride your bike exactly it's going to be fun i'm not going to be able to get you off of your bike exactly he, i don't want to do it i don't want to do it as soon as he got on there he was gone that was it. Exactly. Because the following day, he was like, uh, Daddy, uh, can I go ride my bike? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I wish I was there. Because I, I didn't, I wanted to force her, but her mother was like, nah, you know, their mother's like, nah, nah, let them do. And they're looking back on it, like, they should have learned. Because that would have opened up a different, you know what I'm saying, world for them. Right. And that's how I felt. Like, I, last thing I wanted him to do was be like 13, 14, and not know how to ride a bike. And yeah. you outside. And everybody, like, at some point... They was riding bikes and you just outside and you can't go play because you don't know how to ride your bike. Right. Or you on a push scooter trying to keep up. Like, nah, uh, we're right. not we're not doing that. Well, see, it's different too. You have boys. Yeah. So it's different. It's a little different. But oh, still, yeah. But still, I wish I would have. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's never too late. And they kind of old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my teenage daughters be trying to ride a bike. You know what I'm saying? Why? Like, you know, they could look really crazy. Why? They could look really crazy. <laughs> Shoot. When, we was, when I was out there teaching my um, teaching Micah how to ride his bike, my mom was like, let me see your bike. So she got on my bike. And I don't have a mountain bike. I got a BMX. <laughs> right. But she knows how to ride already. Yeah. yeah imagine but she just, was teaching her how to ride. But my mom is in her 60s. But on a BMX, that, that in itself is a sight. That's how the mom do. But that's a sight. So Michael was looking at my at his grandma like she know how to ride a bike. I was like, yes, Michael, we all know how to ride a bike. This is why you need to learn. Trust me. But my, my girls are at that age where they're prissy now. 
Nah, well, Nicole's not prissy. That'd be I. Sierra's very, Sierra's very prissy. Be, well, then just get her, uh, um, get her a ten speed with the thin wheels. With the thin, w- <laughs> <laughs> the racing ten speed joints. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind, that's kind of prissy. Or that, um, or like the the slim beach cruiser with the basket in the front. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, you got to get the bike is supposed to match the person's personality. Yeah. Well, they're at. Try not to date myself. Nicole's at that age where I don't know why you keep saying this like you old. You're not old, bro. Not, I'm not old, but I'm old. Okay. Uh, Nicole's at that age where we're teaching her how to drive a car. Okay. Sierra's next. It's not far behind. She's not far behind. But Nicole's still scared to drive a car. So. All right. So all the more reason be like, all right, well, you scared to drive a car? Well, let me put you on this bike and see how you feel Start about you that. Off with, yeah. It's not a bad idea. Actually. Yeah. Put you on this bike, see how you feel about that. Oh, it's too hot outside. You don't want to ride this bike? Stop being afraid to drive the car with the AC in it. It's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad yeah. idea. It'll work. Trust me. Maybe we'll see. Sometimes you got to show off on them too. Because I was outside doing wheelies, riding oh, on yeah, my pegs, and I, all of that. I ride with no hands and all types of stuff. <laughs> exactly. I, I be driving like that. I'm like, see the cars? What I'm doing? Whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm with it. <laughs> Parallel parking, everything. You got you. Should I tell you what you're doing? Changing lanes and everything, girl. Look at me. <laughs> so I, I was so weak, bro. Look, no hands. I got this. Uh. <laughs> so, um, all right. So the week, I'm like I said, I'm back to full time blogging. Um, Uncut Magazine. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm getting some interesting emails. I want to listen. Last week, Uncut Nation, I told you about hitting me up on Xbox Live. Apparently, some of y'all are not listening to this, so it's still hitting me up, and. And I don't I don't know if it's from the podcast because my Xbox name all my names are the same like it's it's branded like the way it blogs is my username on everything PlayStation Xbox Snapchat whatever so people are hitting me up and like hey this is Wade and, I, and they're not saying where they're from they're just like oh I know you you're Wade and they're they're like tr- like mm. I play GTA <laughs> okay and then I had GTA on my Xbox 360 and I had my character all the way up to like a hundred or something. But now I have the Xbox One, and the character doesn't transfer. If you're a video game head, pay attention. You know this. The character attributes don't transfer from Xbox 360 to Xbox One, unfortunately. It used to, but people, Xbox stopped that. So I had to basically start all over on GTA. So people are finding me and like, why is your character a one? Like you supposed mm. to be Wade Blows. Why is your character a one? I'm like, dude, I had to start over again. You clearly you know that if you play in this game. If you're a hundred and forty seven and I'm a one, you know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? stop trolling me. So I had to deal with that. That's terrible, yeah. And then cause my schedule is so busy during the day, I only can play like at two in the morning when I should be asleep. I'm up playing GTA. <laughs> so I got these annoying kids and had to deal with that stuff. People trolling me. You're only a one, you're only a one. Hey man, shit, I got stuff to do. I can't play this all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying I should be asleep right there But I'm playing with y'all motherfuckers Leave me alone See um, That happened I have both my girls this week uh, School clothes shopping For Sierra Because she's I guess I can say that She's starting high school So it's an important Like she's out of uniforms And all that stuff So gotta make sure She's flying wonderful mm-hmm. And the independence Yeah yeah The individuality So take And she's used to Shopping with her mother Because in years past She's had uniforms So School hole shopping Was really basically Getting her fly shoes But now she has A whole outfit to get 
And she's used to doing that with her mother. So me and my daughter, my oldest, Nicole, are trying to teach her how to shop. We went to um, the outlets, which is like their favorite spot all of a sudden. And that's usually teenagers' favorite spot when yeah. they first starting to get clothes because it it looks like it's just so much out there and you can get everything that you want and a bunch of name brand stuff. Yeah. I fucking hate going to yeah. the outlets. It's really it's really nothing. It's really nothing there. But we went there because see, I wanted to go, and she's just like overwhelmed. Like it's so much stuff. Like not really, baby. It's really it's not really not. Yeah, it's not like I, I bought I bought me like a t shirt. This t shirt, <laughs> and that was it. Like it was really nothing there. But we bought her a bunch of stuff from there. Then we went to um, we went to Lenhaven Mall. Then went to Pembroke Mall. Then Greenbrier Mall. Like with that, because when I shop, I go different places. I just don't hit one place and then go. Especially when it's for a wardrobe. Mm, exactly You know what I'm saying You just don't do one thing And then you're done So Cause you'll end up With the same wardrobe That somebody else got Exactly <laughs> Exactly and then, and then also The the, the plan of this Is also to tear them out So when we get home They go to bed <laughs> Like And once again My kids are not Little kids They're both teenagers but this, this plan still works. Mm. Parents and kids, if you're out there listening, this is the plan. This is what we do to y'all. <laughs> we tire you out. So when I get home, go to sleep. Yep. And that was the first thing they did. Yep. <laughs> they like, yeah, we're tired. Yep. Good job. I'm going to get you some Burger King on the way back to. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I took them to this restaurant in um, Greenbrier. Had some Italian food. Oh, wow. Some Italian food. I was going to say a whole bunch of pasta. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. They they came home. Look, we, got, we left the house at like 2 in the afternoon. Came home like ten thirty. Oh yeah, straight to bed. Yeah, I was about to say days over. Straight to bed. Days over. <laughs> they even, so I had the whole night to myself. I was like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> this is quiet. They were knocked out. Best thing ever. Um, what else happened? Uh, blogging world. You know, everyone knows about the Jay Z interview that dropped. That kind of broke the internet for a second. Um, it was so funny because, and I've done this for, and I've done this quietly for a while, but I guess I can say it publicly. Like I've always looked at like other blogs in my competition. So I don't like bigging them up because I'm a blogger myself and I've been a blogger longer than some of these other bloggers, especially Rat Radar. And a little <laughs> secret, <laughs> a secret about Rat Radar I've never really told anybody. I almost worked for Rat Radar like like this close. When they first started, I was a blogger already. And Elliot had sent out like an email looking for a late night blogger, somebody just to blog overnight. And I'm always up. So in the beginning, I would send him things like small things, like maybe two or three things. Send to him. He would like shout out, appreciate it. That's it. And I know he put out, a, I guess, like a a post for he wanted people to work for the joint. Same thing with Vlad TV. I almost worked for Vlad TV, but I said well, Vlad is the fed, sure. But see, that's I, I'm so glad in hindsight that I didn't work for Vlad. <laughs> Okay, because what say, yo, Vlad is yeah. the, the fucking fan. Now you see the shit was going on. Yeah, I almost worked for Vlad. Vlad started when he started <coughs> Vlad TV. He posted. Sorry. You good? He started Vlad TV. He posted on Twitter like I'm looking for people to work for Vlad TV. What turned me off from Vlad? Hindsight being 2020, he had a negotiation with somebody live on Twitter, and was like, and they was like, why are you doing this on Twitter? Really? Yeah, yeah. He was like, well, if I can't, if you can't put it in front of the public, why would I do it anyway? And I was like, nah, I can't fuck with you. Dead. <laughs> I was like, I can't fuck with you Dead. for that. But yeah. So anyway, the right radar interview, and I was a little tight. I was like, okay. I'm not really tight because Rat Radar is title, you know what I'm saying? So I knew it was going to happen eventually. But damn it, man. It's hove. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's hove. Like, I was I was, I was, was a little tight. I'm not going for it. I was looking at the video and I was like, hmm. Shit happens. Fuck. That could have been me. Could have been me. Could have been me. I said it a lot. Could have been me. But anyway, it was a dope interview. Shout out to them for it. 
Um, and what else? Uh, I'm about the, to say the spread on the table, but no one touched the food yeah. the entire time. But I think they ate before. I do. I do feel that way. Like it was, that was the leftovers. Those, they just finished eating. Yeah, and they're drinking. Like they was like, all right, let's let's let's, let's cue the interview. I felt. I, I did feel that way. Um, but yeah, that happened. Um, music dropped. All that good shit. Um, parent life. All that good shit. Uh, I did have a funny thing happen. So, like I said, I was up with my daughters yesterday. Is this story time away? Kind of story time week. <laughs> okay, so I'm out with my daughters yesterday, and as I said before in this podcast, I'm a single man, and I have two daughters, and I look young. I look like I'm like 22, so you don't think they're the right daughters. So I'm out, and so I was just out looking like a pimp. Yeah, well, something like that. <laughs> you are looking like I Kelly. <laughs> something like yeah, something like that. So I'm out, and I run into this girl that I've been trying to um, what's the proper word for it? Court. Let's let's go with that. I run into this girl. I'm trying to court, and she gives me the the sad eye, like oh, you out here with two girls. You know what I'm saying? And I gotta kind of explain to her these are my kids. <laughs> like these are not girls. These are my kids. And she kind of looked at me like, yeah, whatever. Mm-mm-mm. Listen, I don't be out there. I don't be out like that. These are my kids. Leave my kids alone. I hate when people look at my kids like they ain't your kids. Yeah, they look at them. They look like me. It looked just like me. I can't help. I started early. Yeah. But anyway, that's enough. For I think one. we all started early, though. That's the thing. People be like, "Yo, your kids are old." Not really. I just started early, mm-hmm. like early, like mm-hmm. early. Like niggas got the humping. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Shit happens. Our generation was was just doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I find that this generation now, the kids now are not really about sex like that. But when we were kids, like we were trying to fuck immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like we were trying to fuck immediately. <laughs> But these kids don't care about really care about shit like that. But that's enough of that. Let's get into the rundown. The rundown. The rundown. We need Ari voice. The rundown. The rundown. That's Ari. The rundown. Anyway. No offense, Ari. Love can't you. Can't quite. Can't quite get it. Can't get the. The rundown. Because you, you know the first thing she's gonna say is, "I don't sound like that." I don't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into the whole interview. And there's so many Jews. When I when I started the rundown, as I've told you before on this podcast. Oh, oh hold on. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm about to say you just skipped everything. Hold on, before I even get to, before I even get to the rundown, shout out to Cakes. I'm doing this on purpose, ladies and gentlemen. Cakes batter. Cakes, cakes, cakes. Cakes, my she's something like my bae. Cakes. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing this on purpose. Cakes. Shout out to her, but um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> the cakes will do that. Cake, yeah, cakes would. Yeah, the cakes will do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. The cakes will definitely do that. But shout out to Cakes. She will be here. Soon, I've been talking about her for the last couple of podcasts. She'll be on the episode soon. More to come later. Um, so back to the rundown. As you know, Uncut Nation. Um, when the rundown happens, I get the get some stories for the week that we didn't want to discuss. I normally do it like Friday. Try to do like Friday afternoon, so it gives her time to research everything. So I would say. I dropped the rundown. Let's just give it a time. This was an early Friday rundown, too. Yeah, it was. Because I, like, I knew, because you kind of knew the week was going. Stuff yeah. was happening. It was like, yeah, we're going to talk about this, this, and this, and this. This was an early one. You know what I'm saying? So I dropped the rundown early. Some early. I'm feeling good. Life is good. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling great. Feeling grand. How are you? Exactly. <laughs> How are you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I dropped the rundown, and then all of a sudden, like a lot of times when I do stuff in in my rap career, my rap journalism blogger career slash, I've done something and then Hov comes and mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're like I did this, so you felt like Young Buck. Here's Hov. I know. Right? 
buy my album too. <laughs> um, it was, it was. I remember a couple years ago, I I took a vacation, took a Christmas vacation, and I, I didn't blog for like a week. Hove came with a new album. Mm. I had to post it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Hove always just pops up. You know, you can't ignore Hove. So I dropped the rundown. Then shortly after the rundown comes out, the Hove interview drops. Mm-hmm. I want to say, and I've said this on Twitter. I'm going this on the record. If you don't follow me on Twitter. You're stupid, but I think this is the <laughs> definitive Jay Z interview. I think not because of, and no discredit to B Dot or Elliot, not because of the questions that were asked, because I think anyone could ask those questions. I think because Hove was so candid. Yeah, it really felt like he was just being honest. Maybe because he was relaxed, he was at his house. I mean, he's just at that age. You know, you get to a certain age, you just don't give a fuck no more. You don't care about the outside perception. You know Very true. Cause is cause from the video clips that I seen, I didn't get to watch the the full interview yet. I'll probably do it sometime today. But from the clips that I've seen of it, like you can see Jay's age in his face you now. De- yeah, you definitely can. So it shows, and it's just like it's it's almost it's it's the OG status that be at the cookout sitting in the back with the beer cooler yeah like yeah. he's not moving around he's not doing a lot but if you come over there like you gonna have like the best conversation and you gonna end up sitting over there for the rest of the night you know besides going to go get your plate right but other than that you're just gonna sit there and you're just gonna soak up some shit yeah like the the interview and i've said this about 444 like for me i quantify it personally because it reminds me of my uncle it's like a conversation with my uncle who was very instrumental in raising me he was giving me game all the time and most uncles are like that i think i think um, I'm I'm getting to that uncle age where I'm not old enough to be dad, but I'm old enough to be the cool uncle. <laughs> but I am dad, and I'm the cool. I have nieces. I am the cool uncle. Um, I, I, no, I'm not that uncle. I'm, I'm the cool. Well, I don't know my brother Jamal might be the cool uncle because I'm the strict uncle. I'm I'm not that uncle. I'm the I'm the I'm the Mike Lowry. You just came home, <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't going back, uncle. It's it's, fun, it's funny. Man, it's the gay the the, the, gay, the, yeah, the yeah. gay shit. <laughs> said it's, in that it, it's funny because um. And this is a total sidebar, but we'll get back to the whole in a second. Um, it's funny because, like, years ago, a girl called me that. She's like, Uncle Wade. And it was like, because, you know, it was that time, that time where everyone was like, Uncle Charlemagne, mm-hmm. Uncle Joe. Like, you know, you get to that age where you're yeah. not dad. They don't see you as a dad, but they see you as an adult. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not I'm not, that, I'm not that age yet. No, nah, I'm that age. <laughs> I'm, I'm like right there. Like, I'm, I'm Charlemagne and Joe's age. All of us are around the same age. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Uncle Wade now. Uncle Wade um, But back to the interview Yeah The interview felt Really organic It felt like Jay was comfortable He had points to tell It felt It felt like to me Jay called the interview Jay was like Yo I want to interview Pretty much Like I want to talk Let's talk Not like he came to him Like hey Jay You want to do an interview Like yo Jay Like Jay was like Elliot Be that Sit down Let's talk Pretty much Dope yeah. Dope interview If you haven't seen it I suggest you go see how like you, it's a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suggest you go see well, it's it. An hour, it's an hour, so yeah. How you go see it, uncutmagazine.net, is entirely up plug. to you. Shameless plug. Is entirely up to you. Um, it is a title exclusive for right now, uncutmagazine.net. Shameless plug. Feel free to go watch it, uncutmagazine.net. It's a great interview. Watch it from front to back, back to front. Watch it several times to digest the this, the tidbits because there's hidden gems in this interview that a lot of people I mean there's certain things that people everybody talks about the Kanye part the Solange part the big baller brand part and we're going to talk about those too but there's some gems in there fuck that, Nike yeah fuck <laughs> Nike 
Yeah, yeah. And I don't mean fuck Nike as fuck Nike, Nike but, but fuck Nike. But fuck the thing. <laughs> Yo, Ho's voice is, is so funny to me, and it's always been that way. Because Ho's voice, him talking, rapping is the same thing, you know what I mean, style. But to me, it's always been funny because that's one of the things I stopped rapping for because I hated my voice. So to hear Hove talk, it's just fine. I find it hilarious. Yeah. So let's get into, um, I guess the, the clickable, because you know the clickbait, <laughs> the see, clickable, the clickable portions of this interview. Um, for me, of course, the Kanye thing is a big thing, and I think everyone will gravitate to the Kanye thing immediately. Yeah, I think that was something that a lot of people were curious about him expanding on. Um, as far as how he felt and what I guess provoked him to actually mention yay in that in that facet I think um, and once again I think it's just Hove being candid because you know in the hi- in history Hove doesn't talk about certain things it's just you know that's just he's a man that respects so we don't we don't do certain things but I think it was important in today's generation to e- elaborate on his position with yay now, if you haven't heard the clip, let me um, give you all this clip really quick here. So the question was asked about his relationship with Ye. Let's go into that. How did you and Solange? Nope. Wrong clip. My fault. Oh, uh, see? Look. Press the wrong button. Here we go. We'll again. get into that later. Um, here we go. You can't bring my kids into my, my wife into it. Like mm-hmm. Kanye's my little brother. Like, he's talked about me a hundred times. He made a song called Big Brother. We've got we've got right. we've gotten we've gotten past bigger issues, but you put my family into it. Now it's a problem with me. That's a real, real problem. Now we have to we have to and he knows the problem because me and him would have been talked about we'd have been resolved our issue but you know that he crossed the line i know him he knows he's, he's he has he knows only he has to know i know he knows <laughs> that's real talk though i mean and you think about go back to that interview and i don't have the kind i had the audio but it was just too long and i didn't feel like editing all that crazy shit that kanye was talking um <laughs> <laughs> go back to the interview he did to whole point he did bring up Beyonce and the kids. And he, that's when he said, you know, Jay don't send the killers at me. I know you got killers. Yeah, when he was on stage and all of that. That dumb shit. Um, and we've and we've here on this podcast and as a culture have criticized Kanye for that statement as well. Other podcasts, radio stations have done that. So so Jay Jay was like for for me, I'm I'm surprised that he once again, because Jay's being this candid, mm-hmm. surprised he addressed it in that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't bring my wife and kids into this. Like, you're my little brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, gee, how, how do you... Were you surprised that he... Well, like, went straight at it? Yeah, direct with, like, <laughs> ain't no secret, like... Nah, 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 nah. I, don't, I wasn't surprised at it. Because um, when... Jay is one of those people that I always feel like when he speaks, he's already thought about it, whether he should speak on it, and if he decides to speak on it, how he's going to speak on it. Right. I feel like he does all of that, you know, behind the scenes. That's why he doesn't do but so many interviews. So when he does an interview, anything that he's talking about, it's it's like you said, it's on his 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 own terms. Like it, it almost feels like he called him like, look, y'all need to come sit down and talk to me. And let me go ahead and address a bunch of shit right. that people have been wanting to know about. And I feel comfortable doing so. But I mean, at the same time, we all we all. 
we all know like it's certain things that you don't mention i don't care how close our relationship is there's certain things that you just don't do there are certain lines that you don't cross this is right true. and that's pretty much what what jay was addressing like at the end of the day bro like me and you can have whatever problem we can sit down we could talk about it like man we could step out in the yard you know throw these hands whatever we we gonna be cool but when you take it to another level and you bring my wife and my kids into it now it's a level of disrespect that you're challenging me as a man protecting my household right so that just escalated the whole thing it's not you know a mano y mano like machismo man versus man type situation right, right. now i gotta protect their honor plus mine right right and that just that that puts a whole different spin on the situation so i'm curious to see at this point what yay if anything uh, has to say in response now here's and i hate the term but playing devil's advocate mm-hmm. maybe yay didn't think of it as i'm talking about his wife and kids because yay's a little brother like that's my sister true so maybe he didn't think about you know what i mean they my kids they my nieces they, you know what i'm saying yeah but i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure if the roles were reversed if jay would have said something about kim you know, Ye would have reacted. He might have actually just flew off the handle with it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really no excuse for it. Like, once you once you speak on a man's family, like, that just is is a different level. Like, we, we all grow up knowing that. Even whether you had a certain upbringing or not, it's just certain things that we just know as men. You is is certain lines you just don't cross, and that was a line that got crossed. Everyone knows the old um, what is it, Godfather line? A man is a man if you can't take care of his family. Right. Hove even said that in four four four. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone knows the family is the the line you don't cross. Yeah. And, and Hove said, yo hashtag that you've been throwing ever since the album dropped. No one wins when the family feuds. No one wins. When, yeah. Facts facts so it, it was to, to me like once again i said just host candor because and because i interview people i've interviewed people in my career a lot of times you ask these personal questions or questions that you really want to answer to and they give you the quote-unquote rapper response well you know what i'm saying you know how niggas get down son you know what it is you know what i mean you know what it is i hate that you know what it is <laughs> no i'm asking you fucker because i don't know <laughs> tell me what it is <laughs> i hate that so kevin hard voice yeah why would you throw a pen at it you don't even know what it is yeah so once for hove just being open and i felt like with 444 and just this level of where ho was at in his life where he just cool with shit like fuck you i'm i'm me so for that part for the kanye part and it was more to the clip if you haven't heard ho says he loves kanye he loved that kanye is so open so emotional he can do things ho said that yeah but he crossed the line and he knows he crossed the line and what will it take well, first, I think it's going to take Kanye to, like, maybe publicly apologize. Yeah. Because he did it in the public, so you should apologize in public. And, and that's the other, that's, I totally agree with that. Like, that's, first off, you're not supposed to make private matters public anyway. Right. But once you do so, at least have the decency, the, 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 the honor and principle. If you've made a situation public, to be able to take that same form and apologize 
Facts. I hate when people do stuff publicly and then ap- want to apologize in private. Like, no. You was you was in a in a fucking concert and decided to go ahead and do that. So at your next show, you, you need to apologize. And Hova says too much on the floating stage. <laughs> the, yeah, right. Too much time has passed where he know he's crossed the line. Like if you talk to somebody on a regular basis and then all of a sudden you stop talking because of disagreement, you know there's something wrong. Both parties know there's an issue. Yeah. Like it's not like oh well he tripping. I don't know what's wrong with him. No, you know. Yeah, you know. So at this point, I would say it's really on on Kanye to extend the the hand. Like yeah, yo, you got to extend that olive branch. I fucked up, fam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I fucked up. So more parts of the interview I want to get to. Um, I have actually my cliff notes here. Yeah, I took notes. I actually took notes with this interview, which is hilarious. I took notes on on several points because, <laughs> like I said, I hate interviewing. I hate doing interviews. I hate being interviewed. Um. But this just this interview was just very organic. It didn't feel like an interview. It felt like friends talking. And I'm, I think because Elliot and it's no secret Elliot and Hove have been friends forever. So I think that that was a dynamic to it. Should I call? I feel like I'm called like he my own, my homeboy Elliot. <laughs> um, where are we at? Let's go to the next. Um, the future comment. Um, now I don't have a clip of that, but I do have the the, the writing. Well, because everybody took that line about future as a diss. It and wasn't. I, I, a didn't, diss. I didn't think it was a diss. It was just very witty wordplay. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was a diss at all. And Hove literally said, and I quote, "I don't have any problems with him. I don't have a reason to try to embarrass him. It was just a rap thing. We're so sensitive with rap too." Yeah, and I think it was just a rap. It was just a witty line. Yeah, it was a it was a lyric. And the crazy thing is. If Fab would have said it, it would have just went as a witty line, like, oh, okay, cool. Damn, that was cool of Fab to say that. Yeah. No, because it's Jay. Oh, it has to be a diss. No, it wasn't a fucking diss. And what's crazy is they just, they just did the song, I Got the Keys Together. So exactly. Why, why would he, you know what I'm saying? Why am I going to turn around and say something about you and you haven't done anything to me exactly. for me to attack you? And no. Look at Hov's career. He's never attacked anybody. Un- unwarranted or it hasn't been coming even when him and Nas would be from everyone kind of knew that was coming yeah you know what I'm saying so for him to just have a song with Future and then all of a sudden he beef come on y'all chill out y'all making something out of nothing we so sensitive I hate that shirt bro. I, you, I really hate that shirt you can't say a, a rapper's name no more without people thinking you're dissing them he didn't you can't even you can't even Say a sequence of words that mirror any song title or any lyrics that they may have put out without it being considered a diss. Yeah, I remember there was a point where it was an interview I heard years ago where Ja was like, I can't say 50 in any of my rounds anymore. I can't be talking about anything, but if I say 50, you can automatically assume I'm talking, talking about, about 50. 50. Yeah. So I can't use 50 anymore. I can say 49 plus one. Like it was, he literally said, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, it's sad, but we've become oversensitive. I, I think there's a better word for that, but oversensitive to the people calling us out for no reason. Um, Motherfuckers need to toughen up. Yo. Yeah. You need tough skin. Period. And here's, a, here's a, another interesting quote. And I've said this before. But 
I forgot about this. It's actually one of my favorite whole songs. He was talking about how everyone says this album was so honest and so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Hove actually said, like, I've never been so open for so long. Usually it's one song, two songs, three songs on an album. Then it's sprinkled in other songs. But for an entire album to make 10 basically You Must Love Me is new. And <laughs> You Must d- Love Me was new. Yeah, I was about to say it was dope that he used that song. You Must Love Me is a whole fans. Volume one volume one the it's number 10 is it you must love me it's on the b side yeah it's like uh, the last one yeah so it's like number either 12 or 14 i can't remember how many tracks is on it what's crazy about you must love me is it had a video too yeah kelly price mm-hmm. shout out to kelly price um <laughs> kelly price that song was was very and i and when he said that i was right you're right hove does this like like once an album this can't be life you know what I'm saying? Like 14. 14. Song track number 14. He does his like one one song every album. That old school feel. You know when you drop back in the day you drop an album mm-hmm. and like you have that one personal song. You're like yeah, your, your last song. Yeah. They don't do that no more. But he has done this like one song. Two we still songs do it on album. AGR. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think for even new listeners. Or even longtime fans of Hove, you just haven't had him been that open for an entire album. Yeah, and it was it was good to me. I hope it kind of starts to trend. I think I think his success with this album also quantifies like Cardi B's success. And segue to Cardi B, um, we're not finished with Hove yet. We're going back. She winning. She's winning, but she's so. I think that's what people gravitate to Cardi for. She's so honest. Yeah, Cardi is Cardi. <laughs> yeah, the little the interview that they did when she was going into the concert, and the girl asked her, she was like, "So what you gonna do when you first get off stage?" She was like, "Drink some water." <laughs> <laughs> the girl started laughing. Was like, "Okay, you got me on that one." She was like, "Well, if you could." Uh, if you could perform with any Atlanta artist, who would it be? She was like, the nigga I'm fucking. <laughs> like, why are you asking me some dumbass obvious shit? Like, and that's the thing. I think she's just honest and we yeah. appreciate that. It's, it's, it's been so, so much smoke and so many mirrors in the fucking, the game for so many years that, there's been so many scandals and stuff that just seem to come from behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. If if you're going to be in front of the camera, like, genuinely live your life in front of the camera. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't want to be in the spotlight or you don't want certain things in the spotlight, don't be in a position where you're in the spotlight. Right, like, right. this is, unfortunately, this is what you signed up for. Like, this is, this is part of being a celebrity. Your, right. your life becomes an open book for anybody to read and scrutinize. It right. just is what it is. So, the best thing to do to control your career and control uh, social media and the tabloids and everything is beat them to the punch. Yeah. Like, don't let them put out anything about you that you're trying to hide because if you're trying to hide something then you're going to quote unquote get exposed exactly if you if you're being you in front of the camera then there's nothing to expose it's like no it's oh well that's that's nothing like that's who that is we know we know who that person is what's the word and i hate this quote but it's it's more true in this generation how Charlemagne says it live your truth yeah you got to live it yeah you can't you can't they can't expose you if you're this who you are 
Exactly. Like, what are you going to say about Cardi? We know we we've seen. I think that's another part of Cardi's success. We've seen her come up. Exactly. We've all witnessed and and feel some parts feel a part of her come up. We've seen her on Love and Hip Hop, and you know what I'm saying seen her come up and through rapping and this song working and this. You know we've seen that. So I th- I think I think that's a part of this generation. And I, I, I so since we talking about since we didn't get into that we just can we just go ahead and jump into that with the Nikki thing. We gotta come back to Hope. We got a lot to talk about Hope. But yeah, let's go ahead. Let's go. Right. Let's go into it. Why, why are we on it? All right. Because with what you just said, like we've watched Cardi come up and everything. I don't understand why it w- it it needs to be or has to happen her beefing with Nikki. I don't get that. Like, Nikki had her run. Um, arguably, Remy shut that shit down. But at the same token, the way Nikki handled the situation also shut this shit down. Exactly, exactly. And then when she's had an opportunity to come back from it, she didn't capitalize on it. Like her career is on a decline. Yeah, without question. Anybody who's arguing that fact at this particular point, you're just delusional with not paying attention just because you're you're just such a fan of Nikki and this I'm not gonna say there's nothing wrong with that because it is <laughs> you, <laughs> you need to you need to be able to separate yourself from delusions and and, and facts yeah. but you know if you if you want to keep your head up her ass and so be it um but I don't feel like Cardi needs to be addressing anything to do with Nikki like the situation the the clip that came out of her on stage and who's like not nah, a bitch want to be my friend now that the song platinum mm-hmm. that's cardi being honest that's cardi being that's cardi. that's cool like i understand that but it going any further than that like a, a diss record or sublimes on social media none of that needs to happen because i feel like cardi's gotten to her to her point without having any slander around her and at the end of the day why can't both of them exist at the same token like that's always been a thing to me in hip-hop like why does it always why can it only be one chick at the top like to to be that one chick you gotta battle the 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 other chick that's up there like if nikki you know people still rock with nikki they still rock with nikki that don't mean you can't rock with cardi too like it can't it doesn't have to be either or you can rock with both of them but i think what's going on with cardi and nikki is something that remy said the behind the scenes stuff yeah you know what i'm saying i think that's leaking out because a lot of nick remy had said like nikki is and you know nick we i love you here shout out to nick uh, yeah yeah <laughs> that's on his end the words <laughs> the words expressed by Wayne. Words. Not, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know we got love for you nick but uh Remy said Nick's a real asshole to people. Like Nick like Nick treats people bad. And I I can see it makes sense. That's her karma. It it makes per- that's what I'm saying. It makes sense. I don't believe in karma, but it makes sense. Like the shit she's done is coming it's starting to leak. Like the 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 facade as it was. It's coming out. When Remy said that, people started paying attention like, yeah, you, and you heard more voices saying, you know, she's right. Yeah. She's, people that we don't know, like Wendy Williams, and I'm not bigging up Wendy Williams in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But <laughs> Wendy was like, yeah, she does do that. Like no one talks about it, but yeah, she does do that. People are coming out, and it's like you're seeing you're seeing it for yourself. Like someone Nikki probably dissed coming up, 
is the same person Nikki's seeing coming down. Yeah. And that's manifesting itself right now in this situation. Cardi said, the bitch won't be my friend now that I'm platinum. Yeah. I'm she sh- was like, the bitch never liked me. And exactly. Now she, now she want to rock. Like, oh, did you see her tweets? The tweets that Cardi's hilarious. Shout out to Cardi. And I don't, I'm on Twitter. I admit it. But I don't be on Twitter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I tweet stuff from the site and I talk every once in a while. But I don't pay attention to my timeline. But I follow Cardi. And she was like, the bitch act like she want to eat my pussy from the back now or something. <laughs> I was like, yo. <laughs> Cardi's hilarious. Follow Cardi. Uh, <laughs> like she's, it's it's so funny. And, and if you put it in perspective of everything that happened with Remy, it's like, yeah, you see it now. Yeah, because I think Nikki has realized that her run is, if not coming to a halt, it's slowing down and it's other females out here that can, you know, put numbers on the board as well as you, if not better than you. And it's getting back to a point where it's just like, we want to hear other females do things. So she hasn't lately i'm gonna say lately she hasn't really adapted or been innovative or anything and i think that's another reason why her career is not where it once was because people want something different they want a little more and the the honesty and the fun cardi is having is what has propelled her success like Mm -hmm. people don't always want to be serious or try to be stunned like no like cardi goes and just has fun right like i don't care if you like the song or not fuck i'm in here dancing i'm having a ball like you know if i i like it it's infectious yeah when you see someone genuinely having a good time you're like shit i want to be a part of that exactly and if you don't you're a hater (laughs) you know what i'm saying people are genuinely having a good time you're like man let's have fun then Mm -hmm. and i think um I also think a part of Nikki's the fall of Nicki Minaj. I might even name the podcast that. The fall of Nicki. That's a pretty good title. Um, is it's a like little this record? It, it does. <laughs> it's not like a documentary. The fall of Nicki Minaj. Um, on VH1. On VH. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime or something. Yeah, exactly. I think, and what people are forgetting, Safari's not around. Mm-hmm. Badman no doubt That's a horrible Jamaican accent It was It was I'm not gonna say nothing I'm, I'm, I'm not Jamaican My dad's girlfriend is though So I'm gonna talk to her Anyway uh, I think that's That's the significant fact in it Because What new music Has she put out Since the breakup I mean the three pack From Paris That flopped That really was a flop And what else That's it How, how long uh, Her verse on Two Chains track Two Chains And then she had Gucci Man joint she had, she, she had verses And then she had uh, Joint with Future Yeah But how long if, if you're A quote unquote Queen How long can you go In between projects Like Especially when Remy's killing you Cardi's killing you Cardi's killing you And not even killing you Like Yeah she's not even Directly addressing Anything on, like music wise like she she's made comments but she like yeah, musically yeah. she <laughs> hasn't like sent no shot your way like i don't how you can't still claim that title as the queen if you're not even active so to say all this to say nikki make some more music get get wayne ghostwriter or somebody drake to write you something somebody i don't know somebody write you some music because i mean you can't 
You can't ask Drake to do it because Drake has to go to his hit factory to get his joints. I mean, it works. <laughs> he did it for Rihanna. I mean, and honestly, at this point, I think Drake has decided to go ahead and step back from it as well. Well, it's funny you bring that up. Segway. Oh. Drake, this was the first time in eight years yep. that Drake has not been on the Billboard Top 100, which is first off, let's... That's a big thing. That's a that's a hell of a fucking run. That's is tr- tremendous. So shout out to Drake for that. Yeah, um, I don't care whether y'all like Drake or not. And like, that's what I was saying. You have to give him his accolades. Yo. Like you have to acknowledge things that he's done that has not been done before. Nobody in not not to my knowledge and nobody in music history has done that. I don't care what genre you talking about. I'm, I just mean cross the board. I don't think yeah. nobody's ever done that. I, I don't think it's it's been done and and quite frankly, I don't think it can be done again. I mean, and look at the current state of hip hop um and and music period. Just to be on the Billboard top to have a song in constant rotation for the last 8 years. That's a hell of a run. That's a hell of a run. Like not just on the charts, in the top one hundred. Now, TMZ caught up to Drake when he was leaving uh, Tao in Hollywood Thursday and asked his opinion about you know his streak ending. So let's let's see if we can play that audio. Ignore the TMZ drop, obviously. <laughs> right there. Yo, 431 weeks straight, man. Nice. How's it feel, bro? Back, back, I need 500. What's next? Dancing with the stars? <laughs> this bitch said, what's next? Dancing with the stars. Because that's what usually what they say. Yeah, that's yeah. what you do when it's, your career is over. It's TMZ. So. But if you heard what Drake said, he said, I need 500. So he's going for more. He's setting the, the mark for breaking his own record. So shout out to Drake. Whether you like him or you don't like him. His music resonates with a lot of people. So we'll, we'll leave that at that. Yeah. I do want to run back to Hove because it's so many. I feel like we need a two-hour podcast just for this Hove interview. It's so many things. And I don't want to give you all the entire interview, but you can watch it on Tidal and Uncut Magazine um, <laughs> for free with join Tidal. I know t- Tidal right now is having a, a – well, it's always been their thing, but Tidal's having it where you join 30 days for free. You can watch the interview and watch whatever you want to watch and listen to. I'm not really into streaming, and I know that's the way music is going. I just haven't caught that wave yet. I like I just like having my own all my music. I have a 128 gig iPhone, so I have my entire catalog on my phone. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to stream shit. I have everything. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, now I did want to touch about the videos and back to the 444 interview, the mm-hmm. title interview, um, the videos, and he said there were songs left off of the album. Um, he said first he said um, and I'm quoting Hove here I don't have the audio I'm quoting him he said I don't I didn't want any music videos each one is like a documentary or a short or even the cartoon we made for OJ I want it to be an honest portrayal of what I'm saying in the song and you see that and I think I've said on this podcast each he's almost dropped a video for every song and it's kind of like it's kind of like a documentary so I'm, I'm glad to see I was right with that um, <laughs> it's always good to be right <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I hear him patting himself on the back over yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> so he and it kind of explains the video for four 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 because it didn't match the song. It was really a documentary, 
and I hate that video. But then he said there's there's songs that are left out. There's a song called Black Gold and then part two, another song, which was the response to Kill Jay Z before Bam came in. Um it said he said it had a beautiful Al Green sample. It was just a couple of pretty much the ones that were on the cutting room floor or whatever I put in the bonus. So basically there's only really two songs, maybe two or three songs that we haven't heard. The rest of the songs are actually on the album, you know, Many Phase God. Mm-hmm. Um the other songs he did is, you know, um blues freestyle bars. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> uh he talks about streaming and he goes into detail with streaming. I think I actually have, no, I don't have that audio. Um watch the video. Watch the movie. Um let's see. I have some more audio I want to play for y'all because I have a bunch of audio. And I'm, I'm trying not to give y'all the entire interview because that wouldn't but be But he fun. wants to. But I'm, I'm giving y'all what I can. I don't want title to sue me. Shout out to title. Title cut and checks now. Title cut podcast now. <laughs> just, just saying. Not messing up the bag. I'm just saying. Title has podcast now. <laughs> so, that's yeah, that's all I want y'all to understand. I just want y'all to understand that title looking for podcast. So, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I would uh, want to go into the thing about um, Big Baller Brand, and I want to bring this up because I've talked about this before. Um, if you haven't heard the story behind Big Baller Brand, um, Lonzo Ball, his follow, his father. I'm saying this wrong. I'm a Laker fan. I'm saying this wrong. No, Lonzo Ball is the ball. It's his son. His father, Lavar Ball, mm-hmm. is um a little bit rambunctious. Honestly. He doesn't. He reminds me of every, like almost every dad I know. Like he's not. It's not really crazy. Like what my he's son. Doing. Like my son can do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not really crazy what he's doing. But I guess because the mainstream is seen it, they're like not used to it. I know dads like that. Like I know dads out here like that. That yeah. work at Seven Eleven and they're you know what I'm saying their kids. Are like you don't need a superstar. You, you for, I know dads like that. Yeah, like, but um, bush, like my son will bust your ass on the court. Yeah, I know Period. dads like that. <laughs> I know dads that said they can beat Jordan all the time. Like my dad probably has said that. It happens. Um, anyway, he started a sneaker company around his sons um, called Big Baller Brand. And it got a lot of publicity because he was selling his son's sneakers for $495. Um, and he didn't want to sign to Nike. He didn't want to sign to any other company. He wanted to start his own brand. And um, Jay addressed that. And let me see if I have that audio because I'm not prepared. Let's see. No, that's the <laughs> beginning. A lot of. No. Yeah, I'm horrible with this, so forgive me. We'll do some edits here. Anything's personal. I don't take anything as personal. Mm. It could be a lot of things. It could be, you know, I don't know. It could be like self-hate. We have that thing. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody that's like you doing, like your own people doing. I've seen that happen. Like LeVar Ball. I like to talk about other people, so it's not a personal thing with me. LeVar Ball, he said, I'm going to start my own company. Everybody's like, you just on a Nike. Now, he may may go about things wrong. He may have a big mouth. He may rub everything. but, But I bought three pairs. Why did I buy three? <laughs> I, did, I didn't get them. I didn't get them. You know what I'm saying? But that man has a vision of his own. Why? Why wouldn't I support him? Right. Why wouldn't I support him? He feels like he can move culture, and his son got a big enough name and a big enough brand that they can do it. Right. Nike had to start somewhere. Yeah. Why do we get so upset when we, us as a culture, want to start our own shit? That shit is anything's personal. It's just puzzling. Yeah, it's baffling. Yo. I mean, there's so many jewels in this interview, and I implore you, um, if you're a fan of the culture, 
and just if you're a fan of Hove and just the culture, watch the interview. It's it's a lot you can learn. And I'm just playing the juicy tidbits, the clickbait, the things you'll see on the gram and everything else. But there's so many hidden gems and not even really hidden. If you watch it, you'll pick it that you really need to watch with the interview. So shout out to Jay. Shout out to Big Baller Brand. I'm not going to buy your sneakers or anything, but shout out to you. I don't have $495 on those sneakers. Um, so let's continue here. But, uh, but it, it's funny, like Jay would say that, because literally, I can't it's, I can't think of the, the name of the show, but it's a, it's a show me and um, Benny B. Catching on YouTube where they interview celebrities and like, you know this this famous sneaker store that has all the the retros and all the old school shoes. Period. And they was interviewing um, Diddy, and the guy asked the question about Have you ever been approached to do like a, a Biggie Small sneaker? Like, and Diddy was like, Yeah. He was like, I've been approached by a couple different companies. Um, whether it be, you know, like a sneaker or, you know, more along the lines like a, a, a Versace loafer type thing. And the guy pretty much was like, well, why you ain't did it? He was like, you know, people brought me certain designs and I just felt like it wasn't right for, mm-hmm. you know, what, what Big would have actually wore. It has to it has to match him. Right. Um, and. Well, Diddy was saying that. I was sitting there thinking in my head. I was like, Diddy got more than enough money. Why he ain't just make a shoe himself? Exactly. So me and me and Benny kind of got into a conversation about it. It was like, it kills me that people feel like they have to partner with like Adidas, Reebok, or Nike to bring their shoe out. Like, why you can't start your own brand and create your own lane for your own shoe? I mean, and and with the conversation that me and Benny had, you know, we got into the fact that it's, it's it can be expensive and which is he halfway true because you can still get a shoe made a, pretty, yeah. pretty cheap. But it comes down to and Brent, Benny brought up a good point. He was like, it's hard to the the branding of, of the shoe to actually get people to acknowledge it, like it, wear it. Um, without having uh, a celebrity stamp on it yeah. is going to be the issue. Yeah. So with the way um, he went about creating uh, his son's shoe, I see why he did it. And I think it could have been successful. I think the main thing that a lot of, the two main points that a lot of people disliked about it was they didn't like the design of the shoe and they didn't like the price. Mm. The design of the shoe can be overlooked because I've seen a lot of niggas buy some fucked up shoes. These are facts. <laughs> These are facts. Just because it was an athlete's <laughs> name attached to it. These are facts. For like, yes. you know, 150 to damn near $300. Mm-hmm. But it was the name that was attached to it and where they were in their career at the time that yeah. the shoe was purchased. Yeah. So, if anything, I think he may have, he might need to rethink was the timing that he that he released it. That brings up a good point. Um, I've heard rumored, 
I have certain people that that once the season starts, and one thing I do want to say, a lot of people are clowning the ball, big baller brand because a lot of these celebrities are saying, "I bought these sneakers, I bought these sneakers, but I haven't got them yet." If you buy the sneakers, you go to the website. The sneakers don't ship until November, so that's why you haven't got them. But I've heard a lot of people saying that once the season starts, the price is going to be lower. Probably. So it's just people are getting on the ground floor. And it's anything when you invest in something. Yeah. And it's essentially what you're doing. You're investing in the company. When you get on the ground floor, it's going to be a lot more expensive. But you're paving the way for the the Zoe 3 and 4 and 5. You know what I'm saying? You're, True. So, and the people that are investing in have the money to invest. So let them invest. But to your point, and this is another clip I'm playing. I hope I don't replay clips because certain things are clipped a certain way and I don't I don't have control of these clips I just found clips on the internet I don't have the time to sit and clip shit I'm a, <laughs> I'm a dad damn it um, <laughs> my kids it was a dowlet yeah I was shopping <laughs> with the kids man I was shopping with the kids um, but there's a clip where Hov talks about give it the culture and we just give it away and I'm gonna play that and hope it plays properly here eventually Hovito Hovito's on that might be the name of the podcast. Hovey's on? Because we talked about Hov like for an hour. <laughs> pretty much. We're pretty, this is the Hov cast. I mean, and everyone's going to do this because of the, the interview is so um, epic. If it plays, maybe not. Shout out the title. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no disrespect. Um. Well. Anything's personal. I don't take anything personal. It could be a lot of things. It could be, you know, I don't know. It could be like self-hate. We have that thing. thing you know what I'm saying? Like somebody that's like you doing, like your own people doing. I've seen that happen. Like right. LeVar Ball. I like to talk about other people so it's not a personal thing right. with me. Yeah, that was Ball, to just play. He yeah, said, I'm going to start my own company. Everybody's clip, like, so you just on a Nike. Yeah. Right. Now he may, he may go about things wrong. He may have he a big mouth. With everything he says. He may rub yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But I bought three pair. Why did I buy three? <laughs> well, I did. I didn't get them. <laughs> I didn't get them. You All know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> but that man has a vision of his own. Why? Mm. Why wouldn't I support him? Right. Why wouldn't I support him? He feels like he can move coach and his son got a big enough name and a big mm. enough brand that they can do it. Right. Nike had to start somewhere. Yeah. Why do we get so upset when we, us, as a culture, want to start our own shit? That shit is puzzling to me. Like I, I sit back and I'm like, this right. makes no sense. Like, why can't he start a sneaker? Oh, you dumb. Sneakers are terrible. Well, there wasn't any more terrible than. And I don't want to yeah, remember. Right. I know I'm not being negative towards anyone. I've seen some bad sneakers from Under Armour. Yeah. I've seen some right. bad sneakers from. Nah, I've seen bad yeah. Michael Jordan sneakers. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Michael Jordan obviously is the greatest at making. Yeah. Right. At some point, he was selling for Nike, and at some point, he broke away and he made. He started building the Jordan brand. I'm sure right. that was difficult, yeah. and I'm sure people at that time when he was building the Jordan brand was like, "You playing yourself? You gonna leave Nike, hmm. man?" All due respect, fuck Nike, man. And I don't mean like personal. I mean no, like right, right. fuck the thing. Mm. Like everyone has this reverence towards these things. Like, mm. you know, I'm sure when we walked in, we started Rock Nation, and with they was, everyone looked and said Universal or, or Def Jam, and like we built the brand. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it can't happen. We are culture. Nothing moves without us. We just continue to give it away. 
Mm-hmm. And it's cool. Everyone can participate. Nike still works with joy. Right. It's just the nature of our relationship has to change. Mm-hmm. We have it has to, to change. Can be empowered. That's what I'm saying. That, that was a major key. Um, the, the We are the culture. Nothing moves without us. I'm quoting him verbatim. But we have to change what we do. And I, I've said this before. I believe I've said on the podcast. But, yeah. Um, because it's very true. It's, it's very true. They've... That's that's something we've known for a while. Yeah. And for whatever reason, um, we decide not to invest in our own. And it's crazy that that would come up because um, another interview that I was watching, the interview with Master P and the whole Kodak Black situation, mm-hmm. and the way... Master P was talking about um, the situation with Kodak and his and his lawyer. Kind of got blown out of proportion for it to kind of seem like they were beefing or right. that you know Master P was trying to discredit his lawyer, whatever, whatever. whatever. But I say that to to say this um, a point that Master P made was why do we feel so comfortable? paying certain like people that we don't know x amount of dollars because we feel like they're smarter or that they appear to have their business correct versus Mm -hmm. giving the money to your homeboy that's been with you the whole way that's learning the business yes it's so funny and and i've done this myself i have this thing where I've done this throughout my whole blogging career where I run into a lot of people. Get back on the mic. I run into a lot of people. And if I can't, for lack of a better, if I can't use you at that moment, I remember you. Right. And I'll come back to you. Like my homeboy, Hall of Mirrors. Um, what do you call himself now? Paycheck Poppy. Is that what you call himself now? I'm not sure. I I, I know him as you Hall of Mirrors. About. Yeah, you know, I know him as Hall of Mirrors. My homeboy for years. He shoots videos, some of the best videos ever. Mm-hmm. But at the time where I met him and knew him, I couldn't use him for nothing. But when we decided to start videotaping these podcasts, who was the first person I reached out to? Because hmm. well, that's my homeboy. And I told he was like, "Well, yo, I'm in Atlanta now. Stuff's going on." I said, "Well, listen, I'm not gonna pay nobody else if I can't pay my homeboy." Now I wish more people had that perspective. A lot of us have homeboys that do a lot of things we don't support them. Support your homeboy. Yeah. Push the culture forward. Support your family. That's basically all I was saying. Push the culture forward. We're so creative and so dynamic, but we act like because it's my homeboy, it's no big deal. Yeah, it's it, it's sad because if I don't know why, like we have this mentality that oh we got to go outside our culture to expand our brand to ultimately turn around to try to get our culture and community to support us it's like like almost like a boomerang effect yeah yeah we got to step outside of it to get popping over here for us to see (laughs) like other people that's in the culture the community to see that we're popping oh we got it popping with and and i'm just gonna say fuck this politically correction go ahead um it's like we got to go over and get acceptance from 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 the white culture mm-hmm. and once we pop in over there then the black culture be like oh well shit the white people fuck with them we gonna fuck with them too now 
when y'all know me like i come from y'all yeah. like you know what it, it reminds me of and it's just a, a perfect example of that the the whole missy elliott thing yeah you know how like miss missy is from virginia for those who don't know and it's really shocking that people don't know that at this point in her career yeah um she's from virginia she's from portsmouth which is my second home um i trip and, how many people thought she was a new artist when she came back out yeah, that's really crazy. But she don't really big up Portsmouth because, and I don't know Missy. Let me say that off throb. I'm just hypothesizing here. Don't know Missy. Don't know none of them. Pharrell, whatever. Anyway, um, she kind of went out of her when she first dropped. No one out here supported her. Like nobody. Like whatever. But it's like when she got popular and got steam, everyone's like, oh yeah, she's from Portsmouth. Yeah. Then you want to claim her. Then you want to claim her. And it happens all the time out, especially in this area. I think. I have another theory on that, but we're not going to get too political into that. But a lot of times when you're from this area, they don't support you coming up. But then when you're big and major, everyone, oh, you know you're from here. Yeah. Everybody want everybody want to have ties to you at that yeah, point. Yeah, You know I used to babysit his dog. Like, yeah. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. No. Like, I'm dead ass. Though. No, that's why it's funny. Because <laughs> it's, 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 it's a fucking serious situation. And that's how it goes. And and for me, my y'all know I'm from Oakland originally. It's different in the Bay. Like... And I've said on this podcast before, like we support our homeboys. Like I have homeboys albums I've bought and I haven't even opened. And no disrespect, like I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like the shit is trash, but you're my homeboy, so I'm support you. Yeah. And I wish more people had that mentality. You know what I'm saying? That in California, you can go gold off the state alone. Of you course. <laughs> Look at people like E40, people that most people outside of the Bay or outside of certain areas never listen to. Yeah. He has a 20 album career. Yeah. He doesn't do that if he's not selling records we need to support each other like and i talk about her a lot and she'll be up here cakes cakes makes cakes, cakes. the the play on words is there God. but she makes food and when i when i found this out the first thing i did is like what did she make because i'm gonna order something yeah you support your own you have to that's the only that's the only way we can actually thrive and get past a lot of things exactly like, we need to do the second coming of black wall street I definitely agree. It, you know what's funny? This wasn't on the rundown, but I see a lot of times that there's often cities and towns for sale. Mm-hmm. Why don't someone buy that and make it black? Like I, I saw recently, there's a city in Connecticut for sale for two point five million. A city, like a whole town for sale. You buy the town. Why don't Hove buy that and this is new? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and it happens all the time. I see this more and more often. What, but what's happening is Japanese companies are coming in and buying it, and now they have a stake of America. I think that's going to be a b- conspiracy theory away. <laughs> I haven't seen them in a while. Conspiracy theory away. That's going to be a major thing in the future. It You're going is. to start seeing more people buying more out of countries buying land here and owning more of America than we own. And we, black people, built this country. We should buy it. We built this city. Basically. And this is an awesome segue. First off, finish with Hove. Listen, I'm not going to talk about the whole interview. Whatever you do, you owe it to yourself to watch the interview. I will tell you all this with title. And I t- told you just this in, in the chat. Title has a thing where they release something. And then like a week later, you'll find it on YouTube. So. If you haven't seen it on title, you don't have title, you don't want to get title or whatever, for whatever, whatever reason, wait a while to be on YouTube or you can go to Uncut Magazine and see it. But it'll be on YouTube or Uncut Magazine. Shameless. I want to go into a little series for a moment and I'm not going to touch on this long because 
we would talk for whole for like the last 45 minutes we run it's only an hour it's will be only an hour show we haven't done an hour show in a long time though when's the last we, time we did an hour show it's gonna be an like hour show. early this year yeah we like haven't maybe done it in like a while. january february um but one touch on this thing um the recent um i don't want to say rash the recent uprisings is that the proper word for it revelations um, people waking up and taking down the Confederate statues around the country, the monuments to the Confederacy that we're seeing. And once again, if you're not familiar, this podcast is based in Virginia. Um, we're not close to Charlottesville, but um, this area we're in. Still the fucking Commonwealth. Still the Commonwealth, still the Confederate, still the South. And there are Confederate monuments everywhere. Um, there was a rally earlier this week. There was a couple of rallies, actually. One in downtown Norfolk, which was close to our old studio location. Mm-hmm. And then one in Portsmouth, my second hometown. Um, there's rallies. There's actually a rally today in Hampton that I may even go to. I don't know yet. I got my kids. Um, how do... Don't want to say how do we feel. I know how we feel. What do we think about this recent awakening the country because we've been saying this forever yeah I, I actually posted this on my instagram it was a it was from a um, white person i know i said that sounds horrible the way i said it but i can't think of no other way to say i mean that's it. true so like it's in it's in They're germany Caucasian. yeah okay that sounds good in germany there's no statues to of hitler and that's part of their culture that's part of their history that hitler was decidedly german but there are statues to the the victims of what hitler did mm. so why do we have shit like jefferson davis highway you know what i mean yeah why do we have I, that here i about to say bro i'm originally from richmond born and raised the capital of the confederacy exactly so jeff davis highway i am v- very familiar with it the main we have a whole street called monument avenue and that's where they were protesting earlier this week that has nothing but well I'm not going to say nothing but I'll get, I'll get to the to the rest of that in a minute but the majority of statues on there are confederate generals uh, that <laughs> you know it, it, it's funny because growing up in Richmond as a kid I didn't I didn't think twice about it. It was just like, okay, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Monument Avenue. The thing, the main thing I paid attention to Monument Avenue was one, it had cobblestone through mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to keep it that way because it was historical. Mm-hmm. And all the houses on Monument Avenue are expensive as fuck. This is true. So if you live on Monument Avenue, you got money. But with... Uh, kind of made me pay attention to it as far as the underlying theme behind it was when they wanted to put Arthur Ashe's statue on Monument Avenue. Mm. That was a whole big situation, debate, protest, all of that. I think I remember that. Because all the all the rest of the people on Monument Avenue are are, are white Confederate generals. Mm-hmm. I do remember that, yeah. But you want to put a black tennis player on the same row with him. So I think that was my first time seeing the 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 shadow uh, of the racism and everything right. 
in Richmond and and, and in Virginia poke its head out. It's like no, he don't he he hasn't done anything to be on on this street. He right. he doesn't deserve that. What do you mean? He was a humanitarian from this city. What do you exactly. mean he don't deserve it? And that's really when it showed. Like wow, this is still kind. I mean, like I said, coming up, growing up in, in the area, it's it's a daily. Those are daily sights, so you exactly. don't think about it. Like I went to Robert E. Lee Elementary. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly, and, and it wasn't. I uh, as a kid, you know, I'm not thinking about it like, oh, this is a Confederate general. No, but those things are indoctrinated in you, where we're numb to it. Right. Like you couldn't, and and this is the only analogy we can use because this seems to be the only analogy people understand. You wouldn't ask a Jewish person to go to Hitler High School. Exactly. But you ask us, black people, to deal with this because it's a part of your history. Well, now you see, and we've been saying this for years. My father says stuff like this, and he's an old man. Now you see it's part of their history, too. And they're looking at it a different way. You're right. So now you're forcing, you're forcing the rest of America. I said this to my kids, and I'm so happy. And I'm saying, and it sounds funny when I said this. I'm so happy of the, the Charlotte situation. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why I'm happy. Because it had those racist... KKK, I'm not calling them whatever they're called. Neo, the, uh, the, neo-Nazis or the, nationalists. Not with that shit. You're rebranding. No. <laughs> You're not Kentucky Fried Chicken to KFC. You know they don't call Kentucky Fried Chicken no more, it's just KFC? Yeah, because no, it's not it. real chicken. Yeah, no. You're the, I'm not calling the Klan something different. The no. Klan is the Klan. But I'm exactly. so happy y'all were marching with Nazis because what it makes it look like for years, Nazis have always been the epitome of evil. Exactly. Like you can't sat with a Nazi. And you just put yourself in the same situation with Nazis. So now America's like, oh, y'all are Nazis? Oh, no, nah, fuck y'all. Yes, they've been it, Nazis. They've been Nazis. It's been homegrown terrorism since day fucking one. They've been Nazis. They are, but now y'all did it to yourselves. So thank you for being stupid. Fuckers. I got a lot to say about that. Maybe I have my own show on that because yeah, I because that's, that's forever. That, that, that's a that's a lot. That, that's a that, forever. That is that is a whole lot, yo. And is <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> I I'm at a loss for words, bro. Because because it's finally they're finally seeing. It. Yeah, it, some people are that you literally no matter what you say to them would not believe you and they have no choice at this point but to believe it and there's there it's it's amazing the shock and awe that some people have at seeing is like oh my god this is really good what the fuck y'all think we've been talking about for so many years like i said i'm so glad you aligned yourself with the axes of evil because now everyone sees how fucking evil you are it's it's terrible i'm so happy it's so terrible (laughs) that it took it took that, it you know the the senseless killings of of black men by police for decades didn't didn't wake anybody up. For, well, I, I'm not gonna say didn't wake anybody up. I, let me let me correct that. Didn't it the, didn't wake the vast majority up. Okay. It took Charlottesville to open a lot of eyes and to see that the alignment of what they're doing goes as far as the white house that 
<laughs> it took those Klansmen to march without their mask for people to start to understand what we deal with every day. Right. Because we've said for years, those people behind masks, they're politicians, they're teachers, they're bank loan officers, they're this. But then when you see them without their mask, and shout out to the tw- Twitter page, Yes, You're Racist. Yes. And they tell you who they are. Like give you their name, their their uh, occupation, so on and so forth. These people are actually professors. And bank people worked in banks people that are in charge of giving you loans for your home or for your business you see that now so now people are finally associating that hey guess what black people have it hard no shit and we're still these magnificent creatures that you shit on every day so check yourself so much I want to say, <laughs> but we're running out of time. I do want to get to Chris Brown really quick. So we've been here for like two hours. I know we have. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, and, well. Yeah. Two hour pod. Already missed the two hour show. Uh, <laughs> Chris. Okay. Chris Brown promoting a new album. Um, fuck. What's the album called? Midnight over something. I don't know. The new album? Yeah. The new album. Right, give me a second. Chris is promoting his new album. He just dropped a new video on the website, Uncut Magazine. Make sure you check it out. In promoting the new album, it's probably a double CD, I think. They don't call heartbreak it Heartbreak on a Full Moon. They go Heartbreak on a, on a Full Moon. They don't call it double CDs no more, but it's a double CD. In promoting the new album, he has a documentary coming out. And in the documentary, he actually broke down the night of him and Rihanna. Now, um, I'm not gonna say it's graphic, and I'm not gonna. You know what? I'm gonna just play it and let y'all let y'all be. The, if you haven't heard it, let me play it um, for y'all and let y'all be the judge of this. And wow, Instagram, f- Instagram took it down. Yeah, you know I put it. Yeah, Instagram took it down. So shit, hold on, I'm gonna find it. Give me a second, y'all. I apologize. I had the the audio saved up, and Instagram took the video down. I guess because it was graphic. It was truth. It was. It was. It was. An, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like he was trying to big him himself up. He was just saying what happened. This is what happened. I don't think I got it. I'm trying to find it now. The act. They took the whole shit down. Yeah, cause I'm on the Rolling Stone website and it's it's not up there no more. They took the whole shit down. Damn. Damn Instagram. Now I'm I'm on I'm just searching like I'm on the net right now and they snatched it down from a lot of different sites. Let me see. Uh, I'm so sorry, guys. This is so unprofessional. We and I've been getting I've been getting so comp- many compliments lately on how professional we sound. This is so unprofessional. So I apologize, Uncut Nation. Forgive me. But I had this saved up, and it's now. Delete. I should have just downloaded it. I got it. I think I got it. I just want to say thank all the fans. I love you with all my heart. I just. You grew up so fast. I thought I had it. No, that's the beginning part. Damn it. All right. I guess we're not going to play it then. If you can find it real fast, we'll play it. But um, 
it's a good interview. It's just from being honest, saying exactly what happened. There's a lot of things. If you're from this area, especially, you kind of know the story. Like, um, I'm 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 cool with Baby Drew, who was he slids, I think. Chris's DJ, official DJ, tour DJ. Okay. Yep. So, so I've I've known when when it happened, I knew what happened. I I was told like immediately, yo, this is what happened. Chill out. Yeah, I'm about to say because. I used to rock with Drew Heavy, like carried his crates, and and when I was coming up, uh, that's how I actually met Chris for the first time before Drew even became his tour DJ. Um, Drew had uh, he would he was on the radio and he actually interviewed Chris. This was like two two weeks before Run It actually dropped, and he interviewed Chris, and after leaving leaving work you know we would meet drew at the radio station then head to the club so they was just wrapping up the interview and chris came out he was like hey you know how you guys doing it's nice to meet you i'm chris brown shook his hand we went to the club and everything and they like drew even had to go down and talk to security to Mm -hmm. get chris in the club because at the time he was 17 and they wouldn't let him in the club so drew had to explain the situation like you know he's an artist just finished interviewing him and brought him up here you know we're gonna promote the record and everything so chris is actually in the club dancing you know doing the dances for running and everybody in the club is just looking at him like who the fuck is this and what the fuck is he doing and then like a week and a half two weeks later run it dropped and that was it but it's I feel like that Chris needed to get that off of him. He he needed to finally talk about it and get his side out because when it happened, everybody was doing interviews with Rihanna. Rihanna, right, Rihanna, right, Rihanna. Because, right. quote unquote, she was the victim. I think, um, and to quote Jay-Z, you can't hear what you don't reveal, right? Exactly. So I think for him to put it out there, and I think this has haunted him since then. Yeah. Even though they've both moved on, they've both gotten back together and, and whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's it's still, we, we I'm saying America, not saying me, we has, we have held that over him. Right. It's been, it's been a black cloud that's been over top of his career since yeah. then. So, and I'm not, I'm not um, sympathizing with the, What's the proper word? I can't think. What? I can't think right now. I'm not sympathizing with him because he's at he he did what he did. You know what I'm saying? And I have daughters and sisters, and I'm no way, shape, or form staying for abusing women in any way, shape, or form. But I'm just saying for him to to start healing from that, it was good for him to and be honest about it. Yeah. And we've and said this before on the podcast. We'll be going honesty. Yeah. And I could I can be honest about it. Like I can sympathize with him. I grew up in a that type of household where you know unfortunately my my parents got physical Mm. and because of that i was like i'll never put my hands on a female no it's happened i'm not proud of it it's something that i regret to this day and i'm never going to forgive myself for it but it has happened so for it to have happened to me and to see where he was in his career and it have to happen in the public eye. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that was a lot to do. Like he was a teenager at the yeah, time. Yeah. He's a grown ass man with a daughter now and he's just been able to get to a point where he can actually talk about it publicly. That's it's not it's not something any man is ever proud of. Yeah. And 
from what I know of Chris, he grew up like his mom raised him. Yeah, yeah. Like even if if you go way way back and watch the punked episode where it was him and his mom out to eat and Ashton came like somebody was disrespecting his mom. Like it, they had to stop the episode to calm Chris down because Chris was about to go off. Like yeah, you're not gonna yeah. disrespect my mom. So to know that about him that he that he has that affinity and that that love for his mom that he'll defend her tooth and nail for him to have been in a situation where he had to deal with a mistake that he made for his entire like yes. for a moment and he had to deal with it for like the rest of his life and he's been slandered and so on and so forth continuously about it for him to actually speak about it, I, I think that took a lot of strength and it took a lot of weight off of Definitely. him um, I know I don't it, it was pretty recent I want to say it was this year when little mama said something about it where they were talking about it uh, and little mama was like you know people still criticize Chris for that and you know still badger him and hang that over his head like he made a mistake like why can't we accept the fact he made a mistake and move on from right. it like he it's not nothing that he's done since then right. and more than likely he learned from it and this is true. It, it's one of those situations where I feel like he kind of had to walk with his head down to a certain degree because he was shamed so much about it. So I, I was happy to see that he was able to actually speak about it. Now, regardless how anybody else feels about it, how they responded to it and was like, oh, you know, he just doing that to promote the album, whatever. Like, I don't care whether the nigga got an album out or not. Like, nice. at the end of the day, he has come to grips with a mistake that he made that nobody else seems to want to forgive him for. But the first thing is he had to find a way to forgive himself. And I think that was the first step of him doing that. Yeah. I think, um, I'm glad he did it. I think it also shows that, um, people can heal from those things because a lot of times when things like this happen, and once again, I'm a father of two girls, I'm a big brother, I have little sisters, all that good stuff. Love women. I love black women. I love women to the tremendous exploits as much as you can. But I think a lot of times when those things happen with celebrities, especially those things hang over their career like forever. Right. And I think you have to take into account that Chris is young. When it happened, he was young. It's very young. And there was other things involved and he didn't understand what he's going through. I think the universe has a funny way of doing that because, OK, you did that and now you have a daughter. Right. So now. I think that changes a man as well. I've always said it changed my, me having my daughters was the best thing for me because it completely changed how I, I was. And now I've, I've never been in a situation where I've struck a woman. Um, but I think cause I have little sisters and I'm close with my sisters. I've never been in a situation. Um, and I think I'm not saying it can't happen. It could happen tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Stuff happens. There's never a reason to hit someone, but you never know what happens. You never say what you're capable of doing because you never know until you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm just happy for Chris. As a fan of Chris, my homeboy VA, all that good stuff. I'm happy for him, and I hope he gets to move on. Um, I do want we do want to start wrapping up. I do want to talk about first off next week is somebody's birthday. Jesus <laughs> birthday is next week. We got to figure out what we're doing for it because also I'm trying to go skydiving, paintballing, something. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the irony of all this is next week is also the one year anniversary of this podcast. 
uh, we have been rocking for a year now. Yeah. Now the num the numerology is off because <laughs> we've missed episodes. So where it should be episode fifty two, it's actually gonna be like episode forty four, which is still cool. Yeah, we still rock with that. Um, so episode forty four will be the one year anniversary of this podcast. Um, I'm gonna try to get a video camera in here to tape the entire episode. Hopefully, we can get everybody here. It may be an extra long podcast because it's been a year, and I want to like go back through our year and talk about things we've been through and how we've grown for the year. Uh, we have things coming up with uh, other podcasts locally. I'm talking to other people. Um, we have something else that's going on. I can't really talk about too much, but global. Uh, shout out to stuff from Ball Alert. I just told y'all everything, but still, shout out to her. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do want to thank every one of you who subscribe, who hit me up on my inbox and tell me that we were hilarious or tell me that you listen to the podcast or hit me up when there's not an episode and say, where's the episode? I appreciate y'all so much. Um, I'm going to get more into this stuff next week with the anniversary because I think it's very fitting to talk about it. But I just want to let y'all know I do appreciate y'all so much, man. You don't know how much. I give of myself of this podcast. I'm very introverted. I'm very asocial. And it took me a lot to do this podcast, to do episode one. <laughs> it <laughs> took me like a year to get up the stream to do the first episode. <laughs> so for us to be a year in this is a big, big thing. So shout out to y'all on Connection because without y'all, we couldn't do it. So make sure you tell everybody listen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so you want to talk about new music or because we've been talking forever that's fine um i mean we ain't got to jump in detail about it because i haven't got a chance to adequately listen to it um i get y'all to i guess my reviews and feedback on the next on the next episode Mm -hmm. but um a lot streaming right now um asap ferg still starving yeah um it's a, I think it's pronounced um, a mini um, anime. Uh, good for you. Let's see. Uh, Davies dropped his uh, Def Jam debut. Paranoia, true story. I was Let's, just listening to that on my way in. Yeah, I was. I was actually listening to uh, No Malice. He he finally released his project. Let the dead bury the dead. I want to say something about that really quick. Um, mm-hmm. I listened to No Malice and. I think he gets a bad rap because of the quote unquote Christian angle, but you can't really tell. Like, I mean, there's of course biblical overtures, I would say, but it's good music. And me as who I am, I'm cool with it. It's, it sounds like malice. I mean, I know it's no malice, but it sounds like malice. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. It's, um, I noticed in the first couple of songs, like his his delivery he changed a little bit like he plays with his voice a lot more Mm. but it was a track that came on um it's called jesus jesus something i can't remember the exact title that just sounds like regular you know what you remember from malice when he was when he was one one half of the clips and the beat is just crazy on that shit I didn't get to get through the whole project yet, so. I mean, but that's that's definitely something that I want to hear because I've been waiting for it um, with the, you know, promotional clips and everything that's been coming out. Shout out to uh, Batman because uh, he, you know, helps 
put that out there heavy. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, I will say that So Woke, which is the lead single right mm-hmm. now, the video is incredible. If you haven't seen it, it's Uncut Magazine, of course. Um, <laughs> I will say, and nitpick, I'm nitpicking here. I would have preferred someone else's vocals on the hook just to deviate from, you know what I'm saying, listening. Because mm-hmm. I think just hear his voice throughout the entire song, kind of does a listener. Just a different vocal set on the hook would have made it a little better. That's just me. I'm A&R Projects. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back to a and I'm about to say, because you got what? Two two that we we got in the works now. Yeah, from, yeah. From we, got, last episode. we got um, Fine China. a <laughs> 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 and that. Uh, speaking of which, Bay. Shout out oh, to her for her dolls, the the China dolls. <laughs> oh Lord! If you haven't heard, my Bay Black China, who's Bay, um, has her new dolls, like Barbie dolls. They're called China dolls. Make sure you cop one, um, cop four. Tell her, tell her, you know, wait, and she knows me. I, fo- I follow her on Instagram. She knows who I am. That's Bay. Uh, <laughs> A and R her project. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. I don't. I want to put this out there because I've said this to myself for years, but now I have a platform to say this. I don't know why, and I know why, but I don't know why Push and Malice are not working together anymore. I mean, they're brothers, they're brothers, yeah. And I know what Malice said about type of music, but I don't see why they can't do what they do together on one track. I th- I'm about to say at least one song, um, like a Devil's Advocate track or a Mirror type track. Here's my idea. I'm A&R Projects. Okay. A&R Wade. Why can't you do like Malice gives a scripture at the beginning of the song and push raps. Malice don't even have to rap. He gives, you know, like um, Pulp Fiction. The um, the um, the scripture that um, well, I can't think of his name right now. The scripture Samuel. that Samuel gives. Mm-hmm. Why can't Malice give that? Who defends? My, who haunts my brother? And mm-hmm. I should strike down with glorious vent. Get. That's phenomenal. Push has a song called um, "What Dreams Are Made Of." Mm-hmm. If you if you imagine if you would, the beginning of that, you give that 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 scripture. Malice gives that scripture and let Push go. That's all you have to do, and just the the hype of it, Pusha T featuring Malice. That's the lead single. For King Push. Boom. <laughs> Why can't you do that? You let Malice stay in his lane, do what he do, give some biblical shit, and let Push go. Maybe I'm on project. Maybe it was because Malice wanted to focus on his project at the moment. Um, maybe we can we can get that later. I mean, I know. You know, in my, in my wave voice. Push, Malice, Hollis. Exactly, Hollis. <laughs> We're A and R projects. That was loud. Um, <laughs> check my audio. Uh, I don't see why not. And I know Malice has said. I know what they said. Malice said he wants to. He doesn't want to make music to tear apart his people. I got that commendable. Whoop, that's your brother. One track. You doing what you do. He does what he does. I don't see why it can't work. But that's just me. Anyway, continue streaming. <laughs> I, I just always thought I don't see why that can't work. I, I believe we'll get it eventually. Uh, I think both of them have to be in the clear headspace for them to do it. Uh, I want my credit, though. Yeah, I mean, it's not... Uh, when you step away from something, you don't automatically just put yourself right back in the situation right, right. Um, until you've mastered your, and, and conquered your demons from it, so to speak. 
um who else where was that east um eli so uh so hope i'm pronouncing that right um sleep is for the week uh gunplay dropped a new joint called the fix play mm. um cat named locksmith who dropped the album called olive branch uh sean price dropped his new joint um emperor's rex go ahead yeah I, no sean, i mean posthumously because you know price passed away i have that yeah sean price it's it's dope make sure you get that bars bars um i haven't figured out how to pronounce his name correctly wrote rotimi rotimi oh yeah, yeah from rotimi power. Yeah. yeah from power uh jeep music volume one yeah i saw that I saw uh ace hood dropped his his project trust the process um officially independent at this point uh for the for the the millennial babies kodak black dropped the project yeah baby two um mozzie dropped bay yeah um and fora p-h-o-r-a mm-hmm. um dropped a project called yours truly forever now as i said a lot a lot of them I haven't been able to listen to as of yet because I was downloading them between uh, yesterday and the day before. But I haven't had an opportunity to actually sit down with my, with my music. So I'm going to do that throughout the week while I'm working, etc. Um, and I'll be able to give y'all some more feedbacks. But I'm definitely looking forward to listening to a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that Dave East project is, is dope. I was listening on my way in. Um, he has a we has a song with Nas, but not really a song. Nas is not really rapping, or he's talking to the intro and the outro. Mm-hmm. But it's a dope, and I'm a I'm a Nas fan, so that's how I got familiar with Davies through Nas. Right. So I'm I'm definitely feeling it. Um, make sure you cop that. Make sure you cop the um, So Woke No Malice VA. Um, and that's it. Um, just it's good music out there. Make sure you get it. It's a music podcast, so cop music. Um, Ari, feel better, please, baby. Love you and miss you. Definitely feel better. Um, send your love and support to Arby through various social media channels. Um, hope she feels better soon. Yep. Um, and give out your social before we get out of here. Well, one other thing before we oh, get yeah, out of here. Uh, rest in peace to Dick Gregory. Definitely. I was going to end with that, but yeah. Okay. I was going to end. Instead of, <laughs> instead of doing the end as always, I was going to do that. Okay. But yeah, rest in peace to Dick Gregory. Yeah, um, certainly. My God. Um, for my life, and I mean, he's 84 years old was 84 um i've known of dick gregory and appreciate his works throughout like i said my father was very active in um i want to say this pro-black stuff um that's the best way i can put it without getting too deep into it so i've been familiar with dick gregory for my entire essence of my time being here so we we lost him yesterday and i don't want to say we lost him because 84 years old he lived a wondrous life um but it was just time for him to go Rest well, man. Job well done. Yeah. He's definitely one of those people, if you believe in heaven and such, that when you come to the gates, that the creator is saying, job welcome. well done. Yeah, welcome. You know what I'm saying? Allah is saying, bless you. Welcome home, son. Rest. So definitely rest in peace today, Gregory. Um, social. Uh, so Twitter, Instagram, underscore G, underscore L-I. Uh, Facebook, A-G-R dot G-L-I. And snap agr dot g. Um, make sure you follow Ariel as well. Ariel, my goodness, Anderson on Facebook. Uh, honey dip replaced the e's with threes. Mm-hmm. 
And you used to give a shit about it. That's how you remember it. Now. Yeah, yeah, because you, you, you divide oh, two plus one and seven. I don't know. <laughs> remain to six, and you get her name. But follow her. Send her love. Send her love. She's going through a lot. Um, It's something new to me that I haven't heard of before. But as her being my friend, and we've done this for a year, so we've become very, very close. And I've known her before the podcast. And I see the effects that it has on her, on my friend, on my little sister. So wish her well, wish her better. As far as me, of course, I am, as I said earlier, the way blogs. Leave me alone on Xbox, you fuckers. Um, <laughs> Madden just came out. If you're on Xbox, Madden is out. I'm taking names. Raiders can't see me. Oh, you know what? Pause that. Oh, Lord. I want to say this. Colin Kaepernick protests. Yeah. Watch the NFL. I will say to this point, I have not watched the NFL game. have not watched the NFL game at all. I don't know if I am. Because I don't know if that's enough. I feel like we need to do more. But I haven't done any NFL anything. I haven't watched Sports Center. I haven't done any of that shit. When it gets to the point that it's affecting their bottom line, yeah, um, not watching the games means their viewers are not up, which means they're gonna have an issue with their sponsors and their advertisement. Um, not buying any NFL merch is. Yeah. You know, of course, going to affect the bottom line. At the end of the day, I just, I really feel some type of way about the fact that Kaepernick did, took a stance, you know, quote unquote, took a stance because uh, about what was going on with uh, injustices. And because of that, he exactly. pretty much lost his job. Yeah. And no the people that he stood up for aren't standing up for him that's that's very sad that's that's very very sad and if you're of the mindset that oh me not watching the game isn't going to do anything or me not buying this nfl jersey is not going to do anything if you're of that mindset you're part of the fucking problem yeah, I've said, like I said, this year, I mean, it's just preseason. I'm not, I'm being very honest with y'all. It's just preseason, so I don't really care about these games anyway. When the real season starts, I don't know. I want to, super pro, super pro black here, I want to be a part of this, and I want to show my appreciation, not just for Colin Kaepernick, but for all those that came before us, because I look at it as he's just another in the line, in the legacy of us. You understand? So I want to do that. But I, I don't know what else to do because I feel that's not enough. I feel like that's not enough. It has to be more. Like me just not. And be honest, my the life I live doesn't give me a lot of time to watch football. I love football, but I, you know, it's just the life I do shit. So I don't know if that's enough. You know what I mean? I don't own. I do own. A, I own a Raiders shirt. Big deal. Um, I'm a huge Raiders fan. If you listen to podcast, you know that I'm from Oakland. Huge Raiders fan. But. I haven't watched the game yet, and I don't know if I am, but I feel like we need to do more. Um, so shout out to Colin Kaepernick, Nessa. I see you. I always shout out to Nessa. Um, everybody, my hot ninety-seven fam, who still fuck with me after the flex episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all still fuck with me after the flex episode. Uh, and that's really it, man. Um, make sure you follow Uncut Magazine as well. Follow the Words of Weight podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, um, all that good stuff. Um, next week is going to be. If you thought this episode was going to be this long. Next episode, one year anniversary. We love and support y'all. And anything else?
Happy birthday to me. I'm accepting gifts all week. <laughs> Send news to G. <laughs> Inbox him. <laughs> accepting gifts. It's funny that all our birthdays are like right behind each other. Right behind each other. Or it was June. I'm July and you're August. It's hilarious. Um, but that's just our chemistry. Um, tell G happy birthday. Please do. Show him love. And um, next week, one year anniversary, man. We and love we, y'all. And we in here. Um, and as always, as always, you may agree with what we said. Uh huh. You may not agree with what we said. Uh huh. One thing you can't agree with. What's that? So we keep it uncut. Uncut. Until the next time, y'all. Catch you on the internet. Cheer. Cheer. Thanks for listening to the Words with Wade podcast. Make sure you follow us online using the hashtag Words with Wade. <laughs>